0: 64 a chess podcast i'm your host david Coming at you live from the great state of illinois joining me today on the podcast is a native of the midwest uh he is one of the few people to defeat me over the board in chess and uh, he is also the commissioner of the <laughs> collegiate chess league please welcome to the show joe lee aka joe bruin very nice to have you on the show joe how's it going what's
1: up david thanks for having me it's a pleasure
0: so, I yeah, well, first of all, of course, anytime. Uh, and I'd been meant to do this, um, after we had met in September, I think it was September or maybe late August. It's a little blurry to me because I was just in September, yeah. So, I was just starting graduate school, and uh, my uh, I'm not gonna say friend because he called me a parasite the other day. So, my oh. uh, some guy I know, his name is Trim, he's this Norwegian dude, he's but he uh, he works <laughs> for chess.com apparently. <laughs> Um, Talk about him, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he says he quote unquote works uh, for chess.com. And he said, oh, my uh, my friend Joe is coming to uh, to your campus. You should you should meet. So we meet, we play a couple of games. And then I find out, you know, you're doing the uh, Collegiate Chess League as the commissioner and all this other stuff and uh I think it's I think it's fantastic work that you guys have done I even did some commentary with you on the on the final week I even prompted you but it was a lot of fun to watch uh Illinois uh in the 11th division uh very narrowly win uh, their final <laughs> their final week so yeah I mean I want first thing I want to ask you is how was the CCL season oh,
1: uh yeah I I don't remember them winning that match
0: no they didn't win they narrowly they narrowly <laughs> won I said they narrowly oh, won
1: I thought narrowly win- winning means that you like barely win.
0: Oh, actually, that yeah. So I should have said narrowly <laughs> lost. Yeah, they.
1: Yeah. I was gonna say you're like rewriting his like that's a pretty crazy memory to have that you switched that. like, um yeah. But no, it was a very close match. I think that the the team was unfortunately missing a player. Surely, if they played like the full match, they would have won. But um, sorry to correct you there.
0: No, I mean, it's fine. I actually I never remember the L's I take, which is really good as a chess player. You know, you know, have... I mean, that's
1: a lot of them. <laughs> not not used specifically. I mean, just any anyone that plays chess will get a lot of losses.
0: Uh, I mean, I thought you were roasting me, which is OK.
1: No, actually, I remember uh, one of the games we played. Uh, you you beat me. That I swindled
0: really you. It was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. I was I, I was down a piece. Yeah, and
1: I'm sure your rating has gone up since then, or are you a busy student these days?
0: No, it's weird, because my rating did go up, but at the same time, I feel like I'm worse than ever before. Uh, So I I really... Yeah, I hit my rating peak.
1: What's that curve that people talk about? Like, is it Dunning-Kruger or something? Yeah,
0: Dunning-Kruger, I think, yeah. Uh,
1: Where, like, the more you know, the more you realize you don't know?
0: Yeah, I don't think it's quite that. I think it's more like just... uh, feeling like i've regressed but i've also learned how to just cheese people out of games which i wasn't able to before so i think my understanding is worse but i just also know how to like uh you know how to flag people in ways that i never used to so your your swindle factor is going up exactly exactly which is that's what chess is all about it's about a good skill to have but yeah how did the how did the season go oh all in all
1: yeah the season just ended uh technically last week um we had thirty thousand prizes, um, or th- thirty thousand dollars in prizes. We're still sending those out, so that's that's all my responsibilities left in the season. We did just uh, release an article. Um, Saint Louis University won, so they got first place in Division One. Uh, but there's like fourteen divisions, so each division has its own champion. I think like UTRGV won uh, Division Two, and like University of Massachusetts, one division three, and I don't know all the other ones, but it's all listed on our article. If you go to like chess.com's news page, you'll find it.
0: Yeah, I mean, and those um, prizes go directly to the chess clubs of yeah. the school. Yeah, uh, so... which is great because you know that you, you can buy boards or you know, spend it on recruiting people, and then it's a whole loop. Then you get more people playing in the tournament, and yeah, it's hard to get funding. Uh...
1: college chess clubs because not a lot of schools really support or even know about the clubs really so getting that kind of prize money is super helpful you can use that money like you said for boards and other chess equipment especially like clocks are pretty expensive but um i think just like improving their events overall sometimes people like to fund for like food or like sometimes reserving a venue costs money uh and obviously a lot of chess teams like to travel and compete in different. Uh, tournaments and competitions and that money could cover entry fee or travel or hotel or you name it
0: yeah and you so i think i assume part of when i met you you were doing this huge tour of all the college campuses just meeting the chess clubs and encouraging people to join this like college ambassador uh program i want to give a shout out to abi the uh college ambassador here at the university of illinois um king uh we played chess together once i haven't forgotten it. it was a great game but uh, it's I I mean I assume most of the colleges in the CCL have one of these ambassadors, right? Yeah,
1: uh, actually, a large part of the ambassador program originated from the like team captains for the CCL because the ambassador program just started last June, whereas the CCL started back in 2020. So uh, when we launched the ambassador program, it was a lot of just like reaching out to the CCL teams that I already knew and asking if any of them wanted to join this, this new program that we launched. Uh, So going to Illinois and meeting Abhi and uh, the other ambassadors and you, of course, even though you're not like an ambassador, but uh, you're still definitely a a large part of the club. I think that it's really cool um, that you're like doing this this podcast and uh, you've actually interviewed another ambassador, I believe, Jules.
0: Yes, I did.
1: I actually listened to that podcast on my like road trip, <laughs> as I was driving uh, from Illinois. So that was cool.
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, I think in general, when I when I started playing chess seriously, I was in college, and we didn't. We basically restarted the. I was at Wesleyan University in Connecticut, and we restarted the chess club there, but we didn't have like a chess.com club or anything like that that was in the CCL. Um and then I do remember the CCL starting during COVID, but it wasn't something that I really cared about because I went to such a small school and I just figured it was not like not not to say it was a waste of time or anything, but it was just like a lot I had a lot going on and I didn't want to be that that person to, you know, try to reach out to people. I also like I don't know, I didn't know anybody in the chess world at the time. So yeah. Um but I, I guess like the question that I have is like, where do you see the CCL going from here? Because I think this is the first year that I could really say that I I saw it all over Twitch. You know, when you guys are broadcasting at night, I, I mean, if I was just looking for like, you know, while I'm doing my homework for a quick Twitch, Twitch stream, I saw you guys all the time. I, I put on a couple of streams on my lurker account. Like I I, I was enjoying the streams. I was enjoying okay. following the games, all the divisions. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I did, I, At least this season, I didn't really follow in the fall, but the spring season, I, I followed a lot. And, um, but you know, there's obviously like the ncaa we just had March madness last month and all that oh, yeah. and there is like college chess to my knowledge like i know that there's like all these battles in missouri which is where you're from like at some yeah. 2600 level so like where do you see this like what what role i guess do you see this um ccl playing well you mentioned the ncaa
1: and i think that's kind of like the top standard for college sports i have no idea if collegiate chess league whatever be part of the ncaa or anything like that but i do see college chess as being one of the main you know competitive uh games between universities Uh, i would love to see like in-person chess matches for the ccl uh obviously like eventually we'll do something in person for the finals like the pro chess league but Imagine if every university had a chess team that was like on scholarship and they'd had like jerseys and they'd travel to compete, uh, things like that. They would be recruited and um, broadcasted on TV, stuff like that. Like, I think that that would be a really exciting future for the CCL. Uh, Obviously, I don't think we could get to that point in like the next year or two, but maybe five, 10 years from now, that would be really cool.
0: Yeah, and it's also I think what is remarkable to me is how many let's say um schol- at the scholastic level a lot of kids and or their parents will say well the whole point of this chess education was to get my kid into college. You know, maybe they don't become like a GM or FM or you know whatever but they it's to get them into a good school. But if if you have something like a, like a college chess league then that changes because maybe then they can play chess like um, just to fund their schooling. I mean, that's how it is. And I know a lot of these Missouri schools, but these are also like, you know, some of the people who play there are like, really like world's elite. And obviously with the CCL, you have all these divisions. And um, so I, I, I actually do think it's possible. Like I really think it's possible, especially with this chess boom and how many kids in high school are apparently playing chess and yeah. losing their minds. I read that chess.com <laughs> piece in the New York times too. Yes. Yeah.
1: I, I, I hear chess is sweeping the, the nation at high schools and elementary schools. And I'm, I'm hoping that'll continue through to college. Cause I think that's definitely an area where a lot of drop-off occurs. Like people go to school and then they like don't have time anymore or there's just not enough clubs or other players or these tournaments that are occurring for them to seriously devote time and like get anything in return from it. So uh, that's why when I was a student at at college and I was looking for college chess tournaments, I was surprised to see like how few options there were. And so that's when I started organizing my own tournaments. And then I saw chess.com was doing the Pro Chess League and I thought that was like the perfect format for a college event. And so that was really what led to the birth of the collegiate chess league.
0: Now were you working with for chess.com at the time?
1: No. So I didn't start working for chess.com until the third season. So the first two seasons, I was running the league just as a as a hobby, just for fun.
0: Wow. <laughs> I didn't even I mean because I remember I remember that being announced and i remember like seeing that kind of you know i was on chess twitter i I didn't i i always thought because i knew it was being held on Chess.com, but i didn't realize that you were like doing all that on your on your own
1: yeah so i was running chess tournaments uh throughout college just with local california schools uh i went to school at ucla and graduated in 2018 and then when i graduated that's kind of when i discovered this whole chess community on twitch and started streaming in 2019. And that's when I went to the pro chess league finals in San Francisco. I think it was like their second ever like in-person finals or something like that. Uh, and then I met like a lot of people from the chess.com team. I met a lot of streamers, a lot of the players, uh, and I believe the archbishops won that year, but they actually had like two or three players that were on the slew team. And I was like, man, these are like college kids. Like, that's so cool. I wish that they could compete you know for their school which there's only really a handful of college chess tournaments throughout the year but nothing like a league and those tournaments are all dominated by like you said the missouri schools and there's a lot of schools in texas as well uh if you're like a normal school you know without a scholarship it's very impossible to compete at that same level uh, so that's why it was really really important for me to create something that's more consistent, more welcoming. And that's why we have multiple divisions. So literally anyone of any rating could join and be paired with someone of your same skill level. Uh, so that first season, I just like pitched the idea to Danny after the pro chess league finals, I sent him an email and uh, he just like responded and added a bunch of members from the chess.com team. And we're like, let's support this. And so they helped me reach out to a bunch of schools on the East coast, because I only knew the California schools. Uh, but essentially I just pitched this idea of like, let's take pro chess league. Let's take my experience of like running college events and like the connections that I have let's mix the two ideas together and create this college chess league. And so literally the first season, uh, a lot of schools joined because of COVID. So I started in March of 2020, which was basically when the quarantine was happening. And so a lot of in-person tournaments were canceled and a lot of students were like, we have no no other choice. So let's just play online in this thing that this guy's doing. And like, literally I was running the whole thing on a Google sheet, like listing all the people that registered. And I was like, hey, you know, I need like a representative from each school to like highlight the four players on the roster they're going to play this week i'll tell you guys like i just created these brackets on challenge.com uh and was like these are the players that you're playing just go to chess.com and send them a challenge and figure it out so uh tracking everyone down for like their results was a huge pain and i was like asking people like please go and edit this google sheet and like add your results and stuff and then i'll tell you who you play next week uh so that was like a lot of work but luckily the league was relatively small like i mean at the time it was huge it was 300 players like 30 schools uh so it felt like a ton of work but now we've over like quadrupled in size since then and luckily i have a lot of support uh, i don't have to like <laughs> manually report scores myself or anything right. like that um, and a so, huge
0: discord server as well now and uh yeah a cast
1: oh yeah I mean, we're, we're doing a lot. We have all of our social media. Uh, and honestly, like it's still a lot on my plate to do. But uh, I think you should keep an eye out for it, for sure, because chess.com is going to invest a lot more resources into it. So um, I know you mentioned that you joined me for commentary uh, earlier, actually, like, what, two weeks ago or something like that? During something the finals. like that. Yeah. Um, we might not have that many opportunities to do that anymore because we're going to be trying to do more professional broadcasts with like actual commentators, you know. No, no
0: oh, so you're not saying, you're no saying I'm not, not. not professional. I'm not.
1: Professional. No, I'm saying myself either. Like <laughs> I, I don't uh, think of myself on the same level as like Danya or Gotham, but we might start getting those kind of high caliber commentators for college chess matches. I think that would be really cool.
0: I think you're better than them, honestly. No. <laughs> yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're a little better. I think you might be biased. I'm maybe a little biased. Have That's you met awesome. them? I've never met them. Um, a friend of mine saw Levy in a deli once in New York City. <laughs> um, and was like, "Oh, I think I just saw Levy Rosman," and that was kind of it. And Daniel Narodisky, uh, I'm a little mad at because um, I sent Uh-oh. him an email in October 2021 asking Uh-oh. him to come on the podcast. He was like, yes, I'd be delighted to come on the podcast. Wow. Never answered again after uh, I was like trying Dude, to find the time.
1: I mean, you, honestly, if I were you, I'd be honored that he responded. I heard he, he doesn't respond to anyone.
0: Yeah, it it's a very nice email. Like I, I have it framed on my wall, actually. Wow. Um, <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I feel that same way about the email I pitched to Danny about the collegiate chess thing in the first place. But I reached out to Dania. I love that. I don't think Danya listens to this. Maybe he does. But um, <laughs> I uh, I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts in general, but I did listen to a few of yours. Um, what's the other like really big one people know about?
0: Perpetual Chess. Perpetual.
1: Yeah. And then obviously Fabi and Squared made C Squared recently. I've listened to a few of those. But uh I have not met Danya. Danya's like the one that I haven't met. Uh although I have streamed with him before. Uh and we've met online. So I've actually played a game with him on his stream once and he completely like trash talked me as he crushed me. (laughs) So that was a fun experience. Uh but yeah, no, they're they're world class, they're top of the line. Uh, And I'm really hoping eventually, like I would love for Hess to do commentary on like Yale matches because he went there and Danya obviously went to Stanford. So like I'm imagining Stanford versus Yale with Danya and Hess would be like peak collegiate chess league commentary dream team.
0: It's weird. Like college. I remember in high school, my high school, one of my high school teachers asked me to start up the chess club. And I was like, no, chess is cringe. Like I'm not playing that. (laughs) And then in college i picked it up like end of my freshman year because i was getting like my end of high school i started getting bombarded like algorithm with like hikaru videos and agonmator videos and so Mm -hmm. i finally bit the bullet and like started playing chess in like my freshman year and now i'm like a d-gen playing but
1: now chess is like the cool thing to do
0: yeah that's actually what i wanted to talk to you about because you graduated in 2018 which was like basically that was the end of my freshman year so like you tell people you're organizing chess tournaments in 2017, 2018. Like, what are people telling you, like, on a college campus? Well, a lot of, uh, I, I say a lot, not really.
1: There's, a, there's like, a close friend here or there that, like, sometimes I tell them, and it's like, man, that doesn't seem like a real thing. Like, how do you expect to, you know, live like that? Like, there's no money in chess. And, like, I've actually had people tell me, like, you know, that's not, like, Viable long term, like you, you're gonna have to figure something out, else out, right? But I completely believed in this idea because I just knew that there were people in, in school that were looking for competition and, and looking to play chess in general. So, um, it was really validating once uh, people joined and, and played, and I could say, like, yeah, look at all these people playing, and then the ultimate validation of course is when i actually got a full time job doing it which is dot com so back in the early days it was just a a dream an idea that like i just firmly believed in uh and then when i pitched it and like created it and people actually joined and played in it uh and i was like streaming it like initially there was no money of course like it was just all for fun and no entry fee, no prizes, nothing. It was just casual, uh, all just for the fun, competitive nature of it all. And, um, just.com is like super cool to have, uh, brought me onto the team and, and give me a, a career. Uh, and obviously like I was making money through streaming, which is more or less separate. Like I have my own personal channel, uh, but. It blows a lot of people's minds when you say like yeah i work for chess.com or i play chess for a living you know i stream chess i run college tournaments like people don't really think of that as a career because it's definitely not like traditional but i think that like this whole world of esports and you know just like online entertainment and games is definitely a very viable career um so it's really cool that chess is like becoming more entwined with all that and even like exceeding its own you know original expectations and uh stereotypes and all of that
0: yeah i mean I, I i think you're on the money like i think chess.com also you know they facilitated a lot of this chess boom i know the skeptics say that they kind of invented the phrase and that you know oh well it was coming anyway blah 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 blah, blah. i also i saw a daniel king tweet i think it was today, this morning or last night about because, you know, there's this I'll, I'll link this in the in the description if you guys want to read it. But there's a New York Times article based it's a profile of chess.com. And I think one of the things in the article was like talking about this meme of like all these high schoolers are playing chess. So they all are really bad at it. And so Daniel King has some tweets saying that, like, oh, well, this is why, like, I prefer some version of chess because, you know, I don't want all these like teenagers like who like are perpetually stuck at like 1100 like watching things and like not really getting the game and I, in my head i'm like look i went to a party like three weeks ago and people were playing chess at the party like and talking about their lead chess ratings like that was not happening even like before the pandemic i or like even you know i went to like a party or two at the end like right when the a year after the pandemic like you know it was like right before my graduation like summer 2021 basically so people are like you know with their masks doing like indoor parties in college or whatever nobody was like talking about it that way i was playing chess with my friend at some corner and people were like looking at us like we were like nerds like my brothers came to visit and they were like oh look at this nerd of course he has to play chess at a party it's like different now like i actually think it's different like people people respect the game and like uh in a weird way that it didn't even a few years ago
1: it's cool now dude (laughs)
0: yeah
1: (laughs) um it's funny one of these campuses that we have an ambassador on they told me that the chess players are the chads of their campus (laughs) like the jocks basically they're like nobody's told me we're in the collegiate (laughs) chess league like i'm imagining them like wearing these like chess letterman jackets like going to parties and just like playing drunk chess um but uh yeah no it's it's crazy um and, and as far as this tweet goes about like criticizing like the skill level, I think that, uh, what there's like, there's always been these critics like for forever. I think even like in Pog Chance was really the first time that that was kind of a, a big thing where, which you coached, been... right? Yeah, I was part of Pog Chance, uh, for the third tournament that they did. It was really cool. Uh, I was the coach of uh, the famous rapper Logic, who I actually like didn't even listen to any of his music uh, or was like a fan of that genre in general, um, and he just found me like streaming on Twitch. Wow. So that was really cool.
0: I have listened to a lot of Logic in high school. When he was like the, his whole chess wave, I was like pretty, pretty shocked. And, like My friend is like a huge Logic stand, so <laughs> he was like sending yeah. me all these videos. <laughs> He's like
1: the biggest nerd I know. Uh, he can solve a Rubik's Cube in like less than a minute. It's insane. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, he's like the hugest or biggest chess fan. Like, he plays more chess than I do. Um, but yeah, that was, was a really cool opportunity.
0: But yeah, with, with Pogchamps, you're right. I mean, people were saying, well, this is becoming commercialized. But it's just like, I don't know. You can look at if, if your goal for chess is like some pursuit of knowledge, and that's the only thing you're looking for, then yeah, okay, then then everybody sucks at chess and everybody should be studying nonstop and like reading their like positional play grandmaster preparation books. But like, I think chess is also a game if somebody wants to be hard stuck at a 1000 and just like, you know, enjoy their, you know, one in every 50 move brilliancies, it's fine. I, I don't think this like improvement, 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 or like, you know, knowledge, knowledge, knowledge matters that much, right? Like if you're enjoying the game, you're playing for yourself at the end of the day. If you want to just enjoy it, if that's your way of enjoying chess world, like go for it.
1: Yeah. I think that's, it's crazy that saying that chess is a game is like a controversial statement to these people. Cause it's like, you know, it's just a a hobby at the end of the day. It's like, uh, you know, like playing video games or any, anything like that is, not something that you have to like strive for perfection at, um or like be the world champion in order to justify it. I think that um the vast majority of people are like also agreeing with that these days that like chess can just be something that you do as a pastime. And, you know, as long as you're having fun, that's all that really matters. doesn't matter how good you are.
0: Yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just like music. Like I, I play guitar. I'm pretty good at guitar. Like I play like, you know, over half of my life now, like, I'm never going to be famous for my guitar playing. So that doesn't that mean the point of. is well that I know. That's true. I mean, if you, you ever you have you. Well, you actually roasted my theme song for being too long. I remember that. Yeah,
1: actually. I <laughs> So when I listened to your podcast for the first time, I was like, man, this intro. I don't know if you've changed it since last I listened no, I haven't to it. Changed but it. Uh, yeah, I, my first thought was like, man, he's really good at it. Like I, <laughs> I could see you just ditching the podcast entirely and just making like an album or something.
0: Word on the street is that you're starting a chess club yourself how'd you hear about that somebody told me little birdie told me
1: <laughs> dang dude, that's crazy i i've only told you so far so <laughs> oh, no so uh, i actually just recently moved back to la i was living in oregon for a year uh and i was going to this chess club every week and now that i'm in a new place i'm like man i need to find something and there's a couple places that I've found so far, uh, but I also found this, this other uh, streamer, a friend that uh, I just recently met uh, who's also interested in starting a chess club. So the two of us are planning on going to this uh, place downtown called the Rhythm Room every Thursday. So uh, that's the plan. We just actually made like all the social media accounts for it. And we were able to get like the Los Angeles Chess Club username like everywhere, which is like really surprising That's crazy. you'd think a city like LA would have a chess club. Uh, and there's this thing called the LA chess club, like the LACC, but I think they like closed over COVID. Um, so it's really sad that a city so big as LA, like really doesn't have that big of a chess scene. Although like the closest thing I think they have to a chess scene is like the coffee chess. Um,
0: yeah, I was going to bring that up. Yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah, I don't know if you've watched their content or of course. ever been there. Have you played I, them? Have you met I, them? Oh, no,
0: I I wanted to go. I was in LA in January, but there was like a like a typhoon basically for like oh, two wow. days or whatever. Not actually, but it was like insane <sighs> rain. I think oh, yeah, like
1: for California, any rain is kind of crazy, but it, it rained a lot this winter for sure.
0: Yeah, so I didn't end up like I either. All these days I wanted to go to the beach. Also, the other thing about no offense, LA, but I mean I didn't have a car. Getting around LA without a car is like the worst yeah it's pretty
1: bad uh when i lived there i had a bike and then i just did either metro or uber for everything else uh but now i have a car it's definitely way better although traffic sucks of course Mm -hmm. um but coffee chess is really cool because i actually met them when i was a student i was taking a summer class and i'm walking uh you know on the main walkway and this guy just sets up a chessboard with a camera and i'm like no way and it's also like over the summer so there's really like no one there and so i just went up to him talked and i was like can we play he's like yeah let's record and you know i have this youtube channel and i checked it out and that's actually how i found out about uh alexander botas because she was uh walking by in santa monica when he had a camera set up with the chessboard and she ended up playing him, uh, and uh he posted that video so that's actually how I discovered there was like a whole chess community on Twitch. I found her channel uh, and just like became a fan. So coffee chess is pretty cool though. I think they're pretty secretive about their location. I'm not sure, but they definitely get all the chess celebrities when they're in town. So that's really cool.
0: Yeah. They had like, like Dina and Jules, I think went there in January when they were there. I mean, they didn't invite me. I guess maybe they think I'm too big, you
1: know, too, too good. Yeah. Too good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah uh, Jules is great. she's she was part of them for a while. I think she just like randomly walked past them and found them. so that was really cool. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I think it's crazy that like they have this really cool you know channel and they do all this awesome content. but it's not like a real club feeling to me. Um, like when I went to the club in Oregon that I was going to every week, we met at a brewery and we would just you know get dinner, get drinks, play chess uh it's more of like the evening kind of thing um they're more of like a coffee shop place which like i'm also not a big coffee drinker so maybe that's i'm like <laughs> give me give me the brewery in the barn <laughs> i'm not like the biggest drinker but um i guess it's more of my my vibe compared to like how i i'm not a big morning person in general i'm a man of the night is that is that a normal thing to say i don't know
0: I, still, I don't think man of the weird. night is what you think it means um i think that's a cool but that's okay yeah that's um, something else right yeah i think i think that's a different meaning but
1: not like the chess knight you know
0: yeah oh you're a man of the of ah that's, no that's, actually
1: that's a lie i'm more of a bishop person
0: everybody says that that they're a bishop you, person you, you disagree no, 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 no. I, I, I believe you. I believe you're a bishop person. i just saying that I think, you know, in all this bishop pair discourse, we shouldn't forget about the knight. It's still, uh, you know...
1: You think bishops are overrated?
0: I think they're a little overrated, yeah. I think I think they're a little overrated. All this bishop pair talk, I don't think it's relevant to 99% of people. With that being said, <laughs> I, 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 I used to always be like, oh yeah, knights are better than bishops. Closed positions, octopus knight, blah, blah, blah. No, I, I mean, I, I really... I don't mess with that Bishop pair stuff anymore. Like
1: (laughs) (laughs) stay clear of those bishops. man.
0: Yeah. Unless I have like deep prep, I will like never just give up the Bishop pair anymore. Like I just, it's
1: wait, you'll never give the Bishop pair.
0: Well, you know, unless like I have deep prep, like I play the Nimzo now. So like in the Nimzo, like, you know, I understand what I'm taking on, like C3 that like, you know, I understand what my plan is. So, okay. But if I'm just like in some random like French defense middle game and I have both of my bishops, I'm not just giving up my bishop pair for like no reason.
1: All right, I I I thought that was confusing because you're saying that like the bishop pair is overrated. I thought you'd be giving up the bishops more.
0: Well, I've learned my I've I I, I guess my point is I I'm a hater on people who are like yeah I love the bishop pair but I, they're right okay. that's the thing they're <laughs> right like yeah yeah. I mean, with the chess club in L.A., though, uh, I think you have an excellent point. And it's like this in a lot of the U.S. I think a lot of cities should have a chess club and don't have a chess club, you know. And it could be just a place for people to meet and play chess. It could also be a place, you know, like you said, L.A. is a huge city. I mean, if you have people playing USCF tournaments, you could start bringing, you know, big names there. and You could build like a. Like a scene, like, you know, Dallas is a scene. St. Louis is a scene. I know you're from St. Louis, so you saw that scene, like, grow right before your eyes, you know, but like.
1: Actually, not really. I grew up in St. Louis, yes, but I left when I was 16, which was like 2012. Uh, I actually didn't know of the chess scene when I was there. I literally started playing chess seriously, like, because I left and I was looking for new things to do. And I think in 2013, I was watching the Singfield Cup on YouTube on the St. Louis Chess Club channel, and that's when I discovered St. Louis was hosting the Singfield Cup and the St. Louis Chess Club is like funded by Rex Singfield, And I was like, mind blown. I was like, what? Like this was here this whole time and like I didn't know anything about it. So it's kind of funny. Like when I tell people I'm from St. Louis, they're like, oh, you know, big chess guy, like it makes sense but in reality it's like a huge coincidence and it's kind of like ironic so it's kind of funny it's kind of sad but i've since visited and i love it i i love the chess club there um i actually i'm from st louis because my dad went to slu mm. uh, med school so he's from california uh and that's why we moved back but um i'm a, I'm a st louis and at heart But a Californian by, I guess, trade. I don't know. By choice. (laughs) True. I could move back to St. Louis. It's way cheaper in St. Louis. Maybe I should.
0: (laughs) But then you don't get the beach.
1: I'm not a big beach person. What am I doing? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I was in L.A. in, in freaking January, and I went to Manhattan Beach like one day just on my own, and I had a blast. I love Manhattan Beach. They get sick. Um, also like downtown LA is cool. I stayed at Silver Lake. All my friends who from like they pretend to know LA. They're like, Oh yeah, is that a bit out of the way or whatever? I thought it was cool, it was really good food, like you know.
1: Oh, Silver Lake's great. Lots of cool restaurants out there. Um I'm like so I obviously I went to school at UCLA uh and lived there for those four years. And I was living there after I graduated for a little bit. But I didn't actually really like explore L.A. that much. Uh, and now that I'm like moving back and like making new friends and like visiting new places, I'm still like getting used to it because it's also the first time I've lived there with a car, which I think is like the main difference here. Um, I can just go anywhere and, and travel more, uh, which is way nicer. But uh, yeah, I, I think it's it's cool and I'm really excited to, to, to be starting like my own club. Uh, and trying to meet new people that way.
0: I wish you the best of luck. I mean, like, I think every great city needs a great chess club. But uh, you know, and L.A. is a great city. I'm a big fan.
1: Yeah, that's that's uh, surprising. A lot of people hate L.A. Like, like, okay, in Oregon, especially, I was telling people I'm moving back to L.A., and they're all like, "I'm so sorry for you, man."
0: Nah, <laughs> like, but it's 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 not fair. I mean all those people should go do the hike up to Griffiths Observatory and like take a look that's what I have to say because I mean I, I I understand that but I also I was like walking around I thought you know it feels very alive it's I think LAs are, like just has a really cool kind of feel to it that most cities don't have you know it feels like laid back and at the same time very 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 sprawlingly large mm-hmm. in a way that New York kind of feels very compressed and fast-paced oh, yeah. So it's, for me, it was a welcome change of pace. Also seeing the mountains all around you is like sick. Good beaches for the most part, like, I don't know.
1: Yeah, it's 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 definitely a very uh, unique city and it offers like pretty much anything for everyone. Uh, it is a way bigger city than like New York in terms of like area. Um, New York is super compact. I actually didn't like New York the first time I visited. Because I was like actually feeling claustrophobic. uh, But like the next time I went, it was like, I was like, okay, I could, I could get the appeal. And there's also just a way larger like chess scene there, I think, compared to any other city in the U.S., which is super cool.
0: It's also exploded. I mean, you know, I, I was first time I went to the Marshall Chess Club, I think was maybe end of 2018 or maybe like 2019-ish. And I haven't been to the Marshall in a long time, but I see all these people going to the Marshall now. And I went. I remember right when the club reopened during COVID. Even after COVID, I mean, there's so many more people, and uh, it's it's awesome. It's really cool. And then there's all these other little chess boutiques and stuff in the in downtown Manhattan or downtown Brooklyn. Like, it's it's just is blown up again, which is great because I know you know when Fisher's heyday, you know, it was also people all over the city playing chess, and he was you know making a pretty penny off of them. And also Maurice Ashley has all these great stories about. You know, I think he, he he grew up in Brooklyn. So, like, you know, he was also playing chess everywhere. Like, so, I mean, that's that's what I want to see. I want to see the whole city, like, playing chess and people getting into it. That's, like, that's the dream, right? Yeah. And I didn't visit the Marshall,
1: though, when I was there. I just played the Hustlers at, uh, was it, Washington Square Park? Yes. And I, I visited the Chess Forum, which was cool.
0: Yeah, it was the Chess Forum is fantastic. a big fan.
1: Yeah. So, you don't really have that in L.A., but maybe we can change that. We'll see.
0: I hope so. I mean, I, I would love to come visit if you get if you get this. I mean, I'm sure you guys will get it off the ground. But um, I I would love to come visit. It'd be a good time.
1: Yeah, we, we found this bar that has like chessboard in the table. Basically, I think it's a coincidence, but maybe maybe there's no such thing as coincidence. It was meant to be. Um, although interestingly, when we sat down at the booth with like the table with like the chessboard in it, it's like, you know, when the square is in the wrong corner, Mm -hmm. it's like not white on right. It's like rotated 90 degrees. Uh, If you experienced that, how would you set up the board? Would you like try to rotate the table? Or like if the table was like bolted in, would you just like sit awkwardly? Or would you like play it as it is and just move the king and queen to like the wrong color? but it would be like the right setup.
0: I mean, if you do it that way, though, it is kind of like, I mean, I guess if you flip the game in your mind and you could flip your prep in your head, then it's probably fine. No, no, no,
1: no, no. I'm not saying like, okay, so normally the queen goes on her color, right? Right. But if the board is inverted, like rotated 90 degrees, all you have to do is put the queen not on her color and it's like the same setup. Right, so it's the same game. It's normal, but all the colors are wrong for like the squares.
0: Yeah, but like, let's say you want to have like a USCF tournament, right? In your yeah. club, yeah. Okay. Then, then that's probably a problem. So, is it? I, th- I, I actually, I don't know. We'd have to ask. Arbiter. I imagine <laughs> it. I imagine it is, Yeah and again you have to bring your own boards in america right so uh i'm sure people have brought worse boards well it depends it depends on the tournament
1: some some provide them
0: yeah you've played in europe i know right yeah
1: and that that experience i i hear is typically better than in the us
0: yeah it's 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 a lot better but it's i mean it's different because in europe europe is not america obviously right so like in america right. you have like so much more distance between towns in europe it's like every five miles you walk you'll come to some town with 50, like fifteen thousand people as long as it's in some civilized area and like all those towns 99 percent of them think that chess is like a valuable endeavor to fund so like if there is a chess club in the town even if it's like 10 people in the club like there's going to be enough boards for all of them and enough pieces yeah. and all that and they're always like decent quality or good quality like and so it's a very different feel than in, you know, you could be like, we're talking about, you could be in a city of 2 million people and you're not going to find a chess club. Like that's just not happening in, um that's not happening in Europe. Like even, even if there's not like an official club, there is going to be a bunch of places where it's possible to like play chess, like under the auspices of something. So um, it's just, it's completely, completely different. And I think that's something that I, you know, I played a tournament at the Illinois Chess Club like a couple weeks ago, and they actually had boards for us. So I forgot to bring my own. Um, so they actually had boards for us, which I'm sure is in no small part due to the Chess.com, uh, you know, College I mean, investor Program.
1: <laughs> well, we do we do send out some free merch and sometimes some free boards and sets, but I'm pretty sure they had all that stuff before. Um, shout out to Abby and. Rishi, I don't know if you've met
0: Yeah, Rishi. I met Rishi. Rishi organized that tournament. Rishi's the goat, also.
1: The <laughs> goat. There's yeah. a couple goats on the Illinois campus.
0: For real. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um Yeah, no, I I visited your campus. It's pretty cool. Uh I got a little tour. I think that like that main campus area, like that 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 giant like basically yard with like buildings on both sides. That that's a really pretty area. And I actually saw you guys had like a what do you call it? The inverted library or the sunken library? Yeah. The sunken library. Yeah. It's like closed down now. It's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. I think, I think they've closed it. I don't know why. And it's very recent. I I don't know. I don't really go to the library. I, 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 the astronomy building is like basically on the edge of campus. So like, I don't Mm -hmm. really go there, but the quad is beautiful. Like I'll go just sit there and eat sometimes if the weather's good. Like I think the quad is fantastic. I wish our building was on there instead of like, it's like kind of off. Yeah. So
1: uh, I also was not a big library goer to be honest. I like studied in my room. Uh but maybe if I went back I'd change that. And well, I mean absolutely- there are
0: libraries in LA.
1: Oh yeah, I heard there's the Ronald Reagan library there. Oh. I've never been to. Um but I I've, I've been told it's good. I've been to the the library downtown. That was pretty cool. Um I don't know. I gotta, I gotta continue my exploration. I feel like library is also a good place for chess tournaments.
0: Yeah, I mean it's quiet, right? <laughs> you can't really ask for more yeah. quiet and like pretty nice surroundings, peaceful surroundings. I don't really think you could do better than a, than a library. Free, free books. Free books. Yeah, you can go look for your your you know favorite my great predecessors before the tournament. You could go look at your you know Gary Kasparov games. Go check them out. You know. Read them before your game. Do some last minute prep. I don't know.
1: Have you have you read any chess books?
0: Oh, yeah, I've read. I've read. I mean, I mostly read like history books, chess history books, because I like to be. So I like find either I'll find like ebooks and buy them like the new in chess app. I have a couple of like chess history books, which like they have an interactive player and all that. But now I have this chess board that was gifted to me right here very recently. So now I'm going to start doing my tactics books again, like I promised on the podcast. Because I haven't been very honest about that. I haven't had that much time, so I have to get back to my my tactics books and get better at chess. That's I'm cool. pretty I'm pretty good anyway, though. I don't need to get it's, better. Yeah, no, you're
1: you're to you're this point where most people would love to be.
0: Well, I'm a grandmaster, so you know, of course. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, but it's really aspiring that you like still strive to improve. I mean, <laughs> despite being at the top of your game
0: yeah i mean it's hard and it, uh so some guy you know what do they say about rating it's it doesn't reflect your strength necessarily right so that's the thing like i may be 1700 feet a but that's just because i'm still catching up you know like i really am like 26 2700 it's just that i i it's not there yet like yeah I, you know
1: you got the gm title and that's for life so your rating doesn't matter after that so um,
0: well you know norms pending i do have the grandmaster title yes norms and rating i uh, think okay. i have it but i do have it yeah
1: you like submitted it to fide you just have yeah. to wait to hear back from them
0: yeah as soon as i get the norms and the rating i I get it though so that's like the good news but but yeah i'm a grandmaster i just need to get those things
1: grandmaster in making
0: yeah yeah we could call me grandmaster elect i think that's probably
1: correct true you elected by yourself
0: well, and also by the great um, listeners of 64 Chess Podcast.
1: Yeah, you think like if there was like a election process, you could get enough people? Like, I don't know how many votes that would be. Um, but yeah, you should stream more, man. You got You got all these listeners. You need to get viewers. That's what it's all about, right?
0: I have like two problems, though. First of all, you know, my mom always used to tell me I have a face for radio. So, which is why I don't really record a,
1: a face, not even a mother could love.
0: Yeah, no, that's what she used Dang. to say. No, 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 my mom, my mom's the goat. She would never say that. My mom is like, <laughs> she, my mom is another really, goat. Yeah, but if, like for real. My mom is like actually like the actual, is it the goat of yeah. goats. Yeah. My mom had quadruplets, man. Like that's like, you know, that's like a special. You Are know? you, a,
1: you're one of the quadruplets?
0: Yeah, I'm a quadruplet. Yeah.
1: And you didn't get the face, or do you no. all have a face for
0: radio? Uh, we all have face for radio. But my mom never said that. That's the thing. Uh, my mom. Yeah. You're lying about your mom. Uh, just call it my brother's ugly.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Wait, it's four guys?
0: Yeah. Wow.
1: And one of them plays chess too. Yeah, you guys. Uh, wait, so okay, you're all the same age. <laughs>
0: yeah, we're all, all twenty-four, all the,
1: dude. So I've met I've met a triplet before, but not quadruplet. Nah, bro, we dunk on those clowns. <laughs> you guys are like a twin of twins. Yeah, literally. That's crazy. Um, wow. And then okay, I assume like if you have quadruplets, you're like you're just done having kids, right? Do you have yeah other siblings? No,
0: no, no. My parents. Like, that's it. Up. Yeah, they tapped <laughs> up. They're that's- like nah.
1: <laughs> wow because i mean yeah like four kids is, is i think it's a lot these days uh,
0: yeah it was 20 years ago too we're 24 now but uh it's wow. my birthday on, on friday actually oh happy birthday to you and all your siblings
1: dude you guys must have had the craziest birthday parties yeah we did bar went amazing. stupid dude it was
0: so <laughs>
1: dude just celebration times
0: four yeah and actually, awesome. the, the crazy thing is we also know triplets who were born like same day, month, year hospital as us. um, And so they're like, you know, I've known them like my whole life and they're also like multiple birth kids. So like, you know, we kind of have like that kindred. I saw them like a couple of months ago. It was really very special, like to, you know, because we have like that shared experience of like, you know, being multiple birth kids like, I don't know, it's, it's just, yeah. we have the same birthday. So we're like basically like in some sense.
1: Isn't there, like, a like a, a convention or, like, a meeting of, like, twins? Like, every year somewhere? You know what I'm talking about, or no?
0: Maybe identical twins? That sounds somewhat familiar. I saw, like, a Vice video a few years ago of, like, identical quadruplets. We're, like, all sitting on benches in, like, New York City and just freaking people out. But we're not yeah. identical, so. Oh. Uh, because that'd be great. Like, I mean, I could just, like, take a month there's off. There's so many pranks you could do. Yeah. I wish like I could get like one of my brothers to fill in for me for like two weeks. Like while I just, you know, hide. Are, great.
1: Are, are any of them uh, still in school or is it just you?
0: My brother's in medical school, one of them, but he doesn't uh, play chess and he kind of refuses. Um, I beat him one time and he just doesn't want to learn. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And then my other two brothers have dabbled, but they're both out of school now. They both started working now. So, you know, I'm the one that's going to be in school until I'm like 30. So, you know, that's uh, L to me. <laughs> well, I mean,
1: some people like that. Um, I don't know. What do you plan on doing when you graduate?
0: Um, be the best uh, chess streamer of all time.
1: Yeah. So you're gonna go into the chess career path.
0: Yeah, of course. I know. I mean, in all honesty, I wanted to be like a. I want to be a professor, like okay. of astronomy. Um, that's like you know, I'd be at like a nice university, just like do research, teach people. I, I would. That's like what I would love to do. Um, but I, I don't know. It's uh, it's a tough path, and it's a lot easier to like bill and and make money and in, I could in industry instead of academia. So you know, I, I'll see where my life takes me. But right now, I'm just enjoying research and chess on the side. Yeah, or
1: do both
0: for sure. I mean, you're right. Also, like, I I, I should stream i i will stream that's like my goal um i i have like done my homework i know what kind of computer i need to get now like i'm going to build my own pc and like i i do expect to like stream pods and like chess improvement stuff and like fun stuff going forward because i think it'd be good and uh i just need to find time and and like make it a consistent thing but i but i'm i'm excited you know
1: it'll be good yeah yeah uh as a phd student you still have to like do school over the summer
0: right I have research, but I mean, after next year, I don't have classes anymore. And even like next year, the classes are not nearly as bad as they've been this year. So like, I'll have more time. So it's just a matter, you know, it's like streaming after your full-time job, which a lot of streamers these days do anyway. Right. So like, you know, yeah, you know, just work my 40 hours and come, come home and, and do some streams and other chess projects that I work on on the side. And it'd be good. You got other things going on? I do, but I can't, I can't reveal much. Can't but disclose? I, can't disclose but in the have, works in the works big things coming soon soundcloud rapper kind of stuff you know to be announced <laughs> yeah tba exactly oh my right.
1: god are you making a chess musical
0: dude that would a be chess pipe. rap chess rap i i i could but i have been told never to rap again by my friends oh no cuz i i just don't have i have, i have like goofy bars i think goofy <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, that, that could be your thing, though. That could set you apart from the rest of the rappers.
0: I mean, that's, I think, what people <laughs> criticize Logic for, but I, I like his I like his bars. People say that he's a little corny, you know, but I like Logic's music. Yeah. Logic's... I'm, like, big corny. Like, cornier? Than... I'm way cornier. <laughs> like, I'm crazy corny.
1: I don't think Logic's that... Well, I mean, I don't really listen to the genre, but uh, Logic... Maybe maybe he is kind of corny. He put me in one of his songs. Really? Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm in like one of his music videos and I'm in one of his songs. What? Yeah, it's funny. That's insane. Which song? It's called Ten Years on the album Vinyl. No Days. way. Yeah.
0: Wow. <laughs> you, you just you see you say like a, a word or something in the background?
1: um I'm like at the very end of the song I'm like hyping up the match between him and the Jizza from the Wu-Tang Clan uh-huh. because that was the whole reason why uh he was in New York when we went uh was to be on this podcast that the Jizza was doing with the Vans company the shoe company uh and on his podcast he actually plays his guests at a game of chess which maybe is something you could do. I don't know. Once you start streaming it, once people can watch.
0: Once I start streaming, I mean I would have a I take a big L against most people, I ain't gonna lie, but uh I got it better. Oh. No,
1: nah. that's why you have to bring in guests like Trem.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I mean I should uh I should I should bring him back, but I uh, <laughs> then he's going to talk about chess.com and the community management. I just I don't know what really was. Oh yeah.
1: Up. He does manage the community
0: he did he talks a bit too much
1: (laughs) it's coming from a podcaster yeah but this is like my
0: job you know
1: i i I feel that that's funny yeah Yeah.
0: i don't know so so you you seems like it seems like you're doing pretty good man i mean and what is the next this next season i assume starts in october right
1: yeah so we just ended the spring season uh and we will plan on having summer tournaments so like last summer we did a bullet tournament and we did a bug house tournament that was the first time we ever had a summer season uh we also will do like these multi-club arenas on chess.com for all the different universities uh and that typically tends to be like weekly uh i'm gonna reschedule that to maybe a weekday or something um i'll have to figure that out but uh yeah we'll have a little summer season we might incorporate duck chess which I know Trim's a big fan of, but... Uh, the yeah, next, it's, only, like, actual... it's only chess
0: that he can actually like be good at because it's not real. So <laughs> It's not real. I don't know. I love is, duck chess. I play is, you know, a good amount of my free time. Is Bug House not real? No, nah, Bug House is more... is. I mean, you know, Bug House is, 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 is about as legit as, as duck chess, but I think Trim is excited because it's like, oh, finally, a, a form of chess that nobody plays that I can be good at, you know?
1: Yeah, I think duck chess has lost its uh, hype. I don't think as many people play it anymore, but maybe we'll try to bring a bag. We'll see. We're but yeah, the, the regular season for the school year will start. Uh, I want to say like end of September.
0: I hope it's a play this year. I last year I was just so busy, but I think I'll actually have time to play some of these events. So I I'm excited. I don't know which division they'll put me in, but it doesn't matter. It's all about the, it's not about where you play. It's about how you play.
1: Yeah. And how you play determines where you play. (laughs) Well, no, we'll put you uh, I mean, you'll be on a team. So um, only the top four players on the team determine the division rating. Uh, But who knows, maybe you'll be the top rated player on your team. Maybe you'll be a sub. I feel like it's a lot less pressure to be a sub because it's really, it's just like whenever you want to play or whenever they need to call you up uh but uh yeah the, the season is really flexible uh you can reschedule your matches to any time it's like a round robin where you know the whole schedule from the, the get-go so you know all your opponents uh at the launch of the season so then if you have a certain date that you can't make you can just reach out to them in advance and say like hey can we change the time and cool typically people are really uh casual about it and um also like yeah having subs being able to play and UA, UC, they have a ton of teams typically to join. So you guys will have a lot of players. Uh, your, your, your goats over there have been managing the team as well. Um, and yeah, you, you can only play until you graduate. And then I'm going to try to start this like alumni league. So then maybe you can play for them there. Or you could play for your old school.
0: Oh, that's also true, yeah. Who knows but it's but man it's uh it's cool i mean learning about your story a bit today it's it's really awesome how what how you've it, re- it seems like you really made a cool career for yourself already so keep dreaming and, and keep keep going ahead, man. and i'm really excited to see uh what you do in the future both with chess.com and also on your own but like you know just just keep keep going man because it's, it's very inspiring to hear all this stuff and uh i'm rooting for you i really am that means a lot thank you so much yeah. And,
1: and likewise for you as well so we'll keep in touch and uh
0: got to help me get help me, help me start streaming i mean i really want to seriously i i want to start streaming and and get on the youtube a little bit so all my peers do it and i'm just kind of like here twiddling my thumbs you know so it's uh it's tough and i'm
1: i'm also trying to you know start these podcasts so we'll have to get you on on ours anytime man
0: days. yeah for sure well on that note thanks guys for listening to this episode joe thank you for coming uh, you could follow Joe on Twitch. I think it's Joe Bruin, right? Yep. Uh, it's on all the socials. It's Joe Bruin. Um, I'll have all the socials linked below. And also uh, follow his uh, newly made Los Angeles Chess Club. If you're in the LA area, you should go check it out. Uh, I'm sure great things are ahead. And um, if you're a college student, check out the Collegiate Chess League. If you're not, watch the Collegiate Chess League. This is a thing that I think is going to blow up uh, in the next few years. So it's really exciting. And it's a good thing to be part of. So uh, on that note. Take it easy, guys. I'll see you next week. Adios.